0: Titans fall in Pittsburgh. The voice of the Titans, Mike Key, joins us now. Mike, you turn the ball over four times. That's a recipe for disaster. We, we've we've been there, done that. It happened again.
1: And, you know, the, the thing that's so disappointing yeah. is I, I think this one probably stings the most because the other two you were behind and you were trying to fight back. You had control of this game, total control of this game, had control of the stadium. And let it get away, and then gave them easy scoring opportunities on a day where they couldn't move the football. Um, getting over it is important because you got to move on to Thursday. But the more you stop and think about it, and the more you read about it, uh, kind of the matter it makes you.
0: Man, I, I, I'll tell you this though uh, about that defense: you give up 168 yards, and, and four times they're given possession in, with your back to, to you know their end zone, and you you don't give up touchdown. I mean, that's a pretty remarkable day for those guys.
1: Well, you look at that unit and you start to go through the personnel and there's some people there. I mean, there's some serious, serious people playing defense for the Tennessee Titans right now. It's almost the opposite of what the offense is going through. But you've got Landry and you've got Dupree and you've got Simmons and, you know, you've got Zach Cunningham added to the mix. And then you look in the secondary and you, you kind of go, wow, um, this could be a really special unit. The news about a j Brown today resuming practice is good, and you wonder if they get back that number one receiver like a j Brown is, and the offense can get back in sync. what may this team look like again with the defense playing the way it is at this moment?
0: yeah, and that's the thing. Just going back to watch the game this morning it, it really looked like that that Pittsburgh was concerned with with Julio on the field, just simply him being mm-hmm. on the field. And that opened up some things underneath. And and, in the second half, when he wasn't on the field, it looked like they were rolling their coverage up, and and it became much more difficult.
1: Same scenario as in the New England game. Yeah. You know, completely similar that they just keep creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And you're trying to scheme things to get guys open. And that may work in the middle of the field, but once you get into the red zone, there's less space to work with, and it's extremely hard to do. And so the the Titans – Again, I I mean, I I think you've just got to keep an eye on the entire thing right now with A.J. Brown, with the thought process that, you know, he he means a lot from the standpoint potentially of what he does, but he means a lot to so many other guys too because I I think with the running game going like it is, Mm -hmm. if you have that number one threat back, then suddenly what you're saying is, oh, my goodness, we've got play action again
0: go titans over 200 yards rushing again you mentioned deontay foreman um phenomenal mike 22 carries 108 yards uh, a threat in the pass game as well um I, i'm with you on that uh so throw throw a wide receiver that's a you know no disrespect to the other guys but it's a a a proven number one threat out there and and you've got something perhaps
1: well there's no question i mean you're you're talking about the, the guys that the Titans were playing in the second half of the ball game. Were were not guys who were slated to be among the top five before the season. You think, you know? So it's a it's a completely different scenario, and it doesn't mean that Westbrook Aquina can't help, and that I think he's done some good things at times. But you put him in the role where he belongs, which is you know as that number two. Uh, as a complimentary piece to a guy who's a true number one, and you potentially can see the difference. I don't think it all rides on A.J. Brown, but just the presence. And certainly we saw that presence from, from Julio Jones in the first half when things were more open, or certainly it felt that way.
0: Mike, when you're calling the game, um, maybe you don't see it, but when, when going back and watching the game, if you do like – do you see things taking place pre-snap that may not be being accounted for by the line or by Tannehill, or is that something that like none of us really can answer because we're not in the film room and things? Well, it's
1: a good question. And if I, if I go back and I really watch it and somebody kind of tells me the specifics of what I'm mm-hmm. looking for, I can. But, Ron, I, I really try hard not to do that for the – from the standpoint, I want to let Coach Mac have all of that because gotcha. he is so yep. much the expert. And my my big job is to know the numbers, mm-hmm. <laughs> to know who who's wearing what number, and sometimes I can't figure that out. <laughs> um, but so so you do see things at times, and you know, I play a little bit, so I kind of I kind of do know how the game works a little bit, but I don't know the intricacies like
0: Coach Mac does. Mike, hey, thank you for the time. Coach Matt, the uh, Coach Matt show, the uh, Coach Rabel show coming up tonight. Tonight, uh, We're looking forward to that. What you got going there? Robinson is sitting in for Mike because of the short week. It's- Let me put him on hold. Uh, Coach Rabel show coming up at 6 o'clock, so uh, stay tuned for that.